On today's Friday Fire, we are talking about how to reflect upon your week and learn from the things that maybe didn't go according to plan. This was actually a podcast request. So thank you so much for that. If you have a podcast request or you have a question that you would like to ask us, you can simply go to fitmomlife.com backslash ask and submit those requests there. But today we're talking about how to reflect upon your week, what things went well, or maybe what roadblocks got in your way, things that derailed you from accomplishing your goals. So we know that this is hard to do, but it's really important and it can be a powerful tool for you to move forward and handle all of the curveballs that life sends you. So let's get into the show and learn how to reflect upon your weeks. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. Oh my goodness. We are podcasting separate today because y'all. I don't know. Life is just a little bit in the air right now. And, you know, I think that this is a perfect topic that we're going to be talking about because good God, like life goes sideways so quick and you need to plan and prepare ahead of time. And there's a very high possibility that my child might come into my office at any point during this podcast. So just a forewarning, I... I have been solo since Friday. It is now Tuesday. Nick is out of town. Both of my children decided to get sick on Sunday. They have been healthy for like a month and a half too. That's the thing. Like I had been running a really good streak of them not being sick. And we are leaving in one day for for, for Florida to go to Disney World. And they get sick. And Carson yeah. wakes up like really sick this morning. Like croup, wheezing, struggling to breathe. They were supposed to go to, go day day, they were supposed to go to daycare today and tomorrow for a little bit. And like. I ended up in urgent care this morning. Like I had to pivot very hard. Yep. My child is watching a lot of TV today. And that's okay. And it's okay. I just <laughs> keep telling myself it's fine. Some days I was talking to one of our other practitioners this morning. She said that her little one got hand, foot, and mouth the day before <sighs> they were leaving for Disney a few years back. And so she was like, I understand what Becca's going through because it's just ride the wave, right? Ride the tide. So I'm thinking um, about all the positives. I'm not sick. Taylor's not the one home because if Taylor was the one home, I would be getting absolutely zero done today. Um, I can pack tonight. I can take them to daycare tomorrow. Hopefully like there's a lot of positives still. And that is what I'm focusing on. Yep. So Yes. And I think, you know, this is a, a perfect segue into today's topic regarding the lessons, you know, of reflecting, you know, maybe the end of this week, you'll look back and think, you know, how good things went because of how you Mm -hmm. set yourself up. So this was actually a podcast request. uh, And I love it because I do think that oftentimes we can put plans in place, we can set goals, we can write them down. But if one thing gets thrown our way, one of those curveballs get thrown our way, things really spiral, we don't ever come back to look at Hey, here was my goal and here's where things went wrong. What could I, how did I respond and what could I maybe done differently? So the request was, you know, how do I take time to reflect on good and bad memories, uh, areas of growth, things that need to be learned, you know, week by week. Do you do quarterly reflections? Uh, this particular person is using our win the day planner. There's a link in the show notes. If you want to grab a copy of that, we also have a full course that comes with this to help you plan your week and your days and then do reflection. And so she mentions that she's having a bit of a hard time with the week 
weekly review. She struggles to look back at the week and write down favorite moments or things that she learned or needed to work on. So how do you prioritize this part of the journal? And I think we're going to bring it into the broad scope today of how do you prioritize that time for really looking inside yourself and doing a little bit of reflection and understand what the lessons are because every week brings us things that we can learn from. So first and foremost, I think let's reverse engineer this a little bit. We're talking about reflecting at the end of the week, but how are you starting your week? Maybe you're using the win the day. Maybe you're using another journal, or maybe you're not currently doing any of that right now. So we know there's power in writing down your goals. There's power in pen to paper or time blocking your day, utilizing a calendar. For me personally, I'll just speak on my behalf and Becca can share what she does. I look at my view of the week on Sundays. I'm currently doing 75 hard. I block in my time. I schedule my classes at the gym. I schedule my yoga time. I communicate with my husband and I schedule my time to walk and I protect that time. Of course, If something goes wrong or my child gets sick or I have to pivot, that's where I'm going to pivot from, right? My child and life is way more important in our business than the walking or exercise. But in general, I look at here's where I'm going to need to ask for help in terms of maybe childcare, communicating with my husband, who's doing drop-off, who's doing pickup, what days, depending upon, you know, even like work schedules and things like that. So I think that's, that's really important to have a plan in place. No one can just wing it and expect to succeed. Planning and preparation is really, really key. So look at that. Who's going to support you? You know, when are you going to do these things and be specific with that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have is they have no intention with their day. They wake up and they hope that things go their way. You know, they might plan the day before or like hope that they have time to cook or meal prep or, you know, that things won't go sideways with work or their kids or anything. And then things just keep happening. And then people convince themselves that, well, my life is just so busy. Like things, I I never have time for anything. No, you aren't prioritizing things. You aren't looking and really truly reflecting. And then I think also people do not have any true awareness around what stresses them out and takes their energy and they don't reflect on those things. And so if you are ending every day exhausted, frustrated, moody, you're just in this bad place, you really need to start looking at like, what is taking your energy from you? Is it something you can remove? Is it something like a relationship with a friend that's toxic that like only complains every time you talk to them? Is it a job that you are not creating boundaries with, with your boss? Is it your kids? You can't remove your kids, obviously. And so if it's your kids, you need to find space for yourself to have self-care time so that you can fill your cup more. So it's just not constantly empty. I am very similar to Liz. I look every week at the beginning of the week, usually sometimes even the Friday before, because people have access to Liz and I's calendar. So we might have people book things and then it's like, oh shoot, now my whole day's booked. And so I usually look the Friday before and I will plan when I'm going for my workout, when I'm walking, when I want time, not with meetings. And so I'll book that in my calendar so people can't access it. And I have that time for social media content or studying or eating because people will book back to back to back and then you have no time for lunch. And then, oh, well, it's been six hours since I ate. I'm moody. I have a headache. I'm starving. My blood sugar is all over the place. So you need to be completely ahead of the game 
when it comes to your time. And here's the thing. You might wake up like I did this morning. I had an awesome morning. I slept well last night. Both my kids slept well. I woke up. I got work in. I got a walk in. I was like ahead of the game. And then I hear Carson crying upstairs, wheezing. And like I'm like, well, there goes my morning. So he's home today. I had to pivot. I didn't get a workout in today. I'm planning on maybe not even getting a workout in tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up early and do it because I would go to the gym. But there's a possibility that's not possible. And so I'm alone. I don't have help right now. So I will figure it out how to fit in what I want in my own time. It might not look how I want it to look, but it's going to be damn better than not doing anything. And so we need to be willing to pivot. We need to be able to look and see what you continue to fail at. This is a big, I know the person asked about quarterly reflections. I even do this on a weekly or monthly basis of like, what area do I keep failing at? Like, what am I keep missing in the mark with? Is it creating social media? Is it reading? Is it my walks? Is it getting in, you know, cooking and meal prep? Like, where do you keep missing that's impacting you the most? You need to reflect on why that's happening. And so, you know, for example, for me, it was reading. I was not getting in my reading because I left it for night every time. And then I was exhausted when I got into bed. I would stay up just late enough to like spend time with Nick, whatever. And I would get in bed and I'd be like, I don't want to read right now. I'm just going to go to sleep. And I, I would go a week without reading. And so I moved it to the morning time. I woke up five to 10 minutes earlier. I put it first thing in the morning and now I'm consistent with it again. And so like you need to be willing to reflect and know those areas that keep going south and figure out what you can do versus blaming it externally. Yeah. And I think you have to be willing to adjust your routine. I think so often we just go day to day that we don't really look at what is sucking up my energy and my time? You know, where am I spending my time? So you could even do an audit of your time here, right? Becca's talking about, I realized that the one thing I wanted to do every day wasn't getting done because of the time of day that I had planned to do it. So she adjusted that and pivoted that. And yeah, that required you to get up five to 10 minutes earlier. You know, I, I just think it's important for you to be willing to adjust and not be so set in your ways. You know, a great example um, for me this past weekend is our heater went out on Saturday night. And so on Sunday morning, our usual routine did not happen. We typically go to the gym, then we go to church and then we go, you know, do some errands and come back. And I have the rest of the day to plan, do whatever I want to do, relax, prep for, you know, Monday, whatnot. So because that didn't happen, it took communicating with my husband and shifting. Hey, I'm going to go to hot yoga at 4.30. Not my ideal time, not what I want to be doing on a Sunday afternoon at 4.30. Then I went to this grocery store after because my role Sunday morning was taking care of Marcus while he could fix the heater. So you know, even though it didn't happen in my normal routine, I didn't throw my hands up and say, well, forget it. I just won't do a workout or I won't get to the grocery store. I'll go tomorrow we'll just order in tonight, right? I pivot and I adjust it. It's not what I wanted to be doing, but it's what I needed to be doing because of the situation at hand. And I think a lot of times people will fall into this place where they follow their feelings and they are not doing things that they don't feel like doing and therefore they stay stuck, right? You're not making progress. So I think that's really important. Um, additionally, as we've kind of talked about, <clears throat> you can write things down, you can schedule, you can time block, but you're always going to have curveballs. Expect the curveballs. Don't allow them to spiral you and to get so stressed out. There's a total difference in reacting in a way that's, hey, we're going to make the best of it. We'll figure it out. And reacting in a way that you're angry, you're frustrated. Reading a book right now called Boundaries for Kids. 
man, is it powerful? I know Becca, just, you read uh, the book called boundaries, but this is talking about, you know, even as parents, how we respond and act to, you know, our children, they see that and we're forward thinking for them. How are they then going to show up in their marriage, their career, their schooling, their education and life. So just a a kind of sidebar tidbit there for any of the mamas out there. It's a faith-based book, but it's really, really good. And I even look at some characteristics that I have and think about how I was raised. My dad didn't like to discipline. Uh, He wasn't a spanker and he was not the disciplinarian my mom was. And so I knew how to get away with things and to manipulate things. So I keep thinking about that in terms of what I want to, you know, do with my son, but how does that correlate, you know, over to our lives is that we need to have boundaries in place and we need to have non-negotiables. So even though you want to have everything go according to plan, it's it's not always going to be that way. Very rarely is it going to be that way. So we wanted to talk about having a backup plan and just expecting those curveballs. Mm-hmm. Stock your freezer, you know, frozen vegetables, protein. You can do frozen fruits for smoothies. There's a lot of things that you could do uh, to keep plan B in the house. You know, I even think about pasta and if I've got some, you know, frozen meatballs or frozen chicken nuggets or ground beef or something along those lines, you could easily pull those things out, uh, let them thaw, quick thaw, and then make a meal. You could do rotisserie chicken, right? But having things as a backup plan, I think is really important because then you just have that peace of mind to know, Hey, even though this isn't the ideal situation, not really what I feel like eating, but here's plan B. Yeah, this is I usually keep um some frozen pre pre-made meals. I use power plate meals. Um there's a bunch of them out there. Obviously factors are really well known one, but I usually stock up on these once every like 3 months. I'll buy, you know, seven of them or so. It's like 100 bucks. It's really not that bad. And it's amazing for me when, you know, at the end of the night, if I'm alone with the kids or if Nick and I just like don't want to eat what we had planned, I can grab one of those, throw it in the microwave. It's yummy. It it's done for me. The macros on them are really good. Um, so I know I'm getting in something decent. I also will keep, you know, frozen stir fry blend in the freezer. I will try to keep some deli turkey in the house weekly. Like Liz was saying, gluten-free chicken nuggets are like good in a bind. Um, there's so many options that I will keep around so that I don't end up ordering out. I'm not huge on like quick throw together meal. Like I try to make that my normal night. And so if I really don't want to cook, I don't even want to do that. So I'm more in the, let's grab some pre-prepped, pre-prepped, pre-made meals that I can just throw in the microwave. That's what I've been doing every night with Nick on, with the kids around, because they make such a mess that like by the end of the night, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, I came downstairs last night after putting Carson to bed and I was like, oh my God, there is shit everywhere. Like, how did this happen? Because I think what normally happens is I'm managing the kids and Nick just follows me around cleaning up. And so without Nick around, there is just a mess everywhere. And so it took me like 30 minutes to clean up last night. I don't want to come downstairs and have to cook myself dinner. And so I keep those in the freezer. I also keep dumbbells at my house. Like I have very, I'm very fortunate. I have a full blown gym at my house that I have invested in. Um, But for examples, like right now, when I can't get to a gym because both my kids are sick, I can work out in the basement and get in a decent workout, even though it's not exactly what I want. Like I will work out tomorrow at 5 a.m., even though I hate working out at 5 a.m. because it's my only option. And so we need to be willing to shift our schedule and do things that we don't want to do so that you don't end up a month from now realizing that like I've only worked out four times this month or I've eaten out 
three times every week because I've fallen into this habit of like not wanting to do it and just ordering because it's easier. You need to be able to see those things manifesting and reflect like we were talking about on where your faults are. There's nothing wrong with having faults, guys. It's just how you learn from them. And so if you're not ever seeing that and you're just someone that's waking up every day and being like, I'm miserable. I don't like where I'm at physically. My health is deteriorating. There's dysfunction going on, whatever. But you're never willing to see where it's stemming from. That's your problem. Like that's where we need to fix things. And so it might not be clear as day, but start to pick out what habits are kind of rooting all of your issues. I think number one is planning and preparing for people. Most people do not diligently plan and prepare for their week in terms of food. So they don't have the right things in the house. They don't have a typical day they go grocery shopping. They don't have a plan for the week of what they're making and when. And so you kind of just hope that you're going to feel like eating healthy or what you planned on when it time comes and hope that you have those things in the house. You need to like planning and preparing is the number one thing I see for people that succeed versus don't. And the more people plan and prepare, the easiest, the easier when those things throw your plans out the window, become, because now you typically have backup plans like we've talked about. When you don't even have a plan A, well, now you're really SOL when something goes south because you probably don't have anything available. Yeah. And then I think we have to think about you know willpower and discipline. And when we have a plan A and B in place, the decisions are already made. You guys, when we wake up in the morning, we have a high level of willpower because we haven't used this energy up. But as we go throughout the day, we use willpower in every decision essentially that we're making. And we're making hundreds of decisions all throughout the day from how we're going to approach our morning routine, what we're going to wear, how we're going to do our hair, what underwear, what bra, what's like, you're just making all kinds of decisions. Uh, And then if you have kids and you drive to work, which way are you driving to work? Am I going to, you know, stop at Starbucks today or not? I mean, so the more that you can make decisions ahead of time, the less you have to rely on this willpower or kind of, you know, discipline battery that you have, which runs out pretty quick because it's not an infinite thing that we have. So it makes it easier in the face of temptation, for example, to say, hey, no, I already got my plan you know, in place and stick to it. Because if you have a goal, it's important for you to be able to track how you are making progress towards it. So even if it's somebody who says right now, you know, you're listening to this podcast, I don't plan, I don't prepare. Start with focusing maybe this week on breakfasts first, right? If you're not going to the gym or you've been really sporadic with that, start by scheduling yourself and time blocking, communicating with people for two classes and then show up and build that momentum. And this gets easier as you do it over time, week over week. This is just you. This is your identity. This is how you live. There is no other really option to this. And then at the end of the week, if you are looking back, and you're doing this reflection and you want to learn from where things kind of got rocky, you've got to be very transparent with yourself. Rationalizations, you can rationalize your way out of anything, right? (laughs) But excuses that we use in terms of time, especially over and over and over, I'm waiting for things to slow down. I just haven't had time. Work is really busy. My kids have all of these after-school activities These are excuses that you continue to use that are essentially just rationalizations. And it's a lack of prioritizing because there are many people who are successful that work, have kids, they're in sports. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The way that they plan for their week and they prepare for their week is built around what they know that their demands are. So it's, again, comes back to that lack of planning and preparation. But at the end of the week, if things don't go according to that plan, then you have to really take a hard look in the mirror. And this can be a tough pill to swallow. You're going to have to admit that, yeah, hey, I didn't practice discipline here. I chose the easy way. I chose the instant gratification instead of the delayed gratification. And so this week is another week that's now gone by and I haven't met whatever that goal is. So if it's mm-hmm. number of times at the gym, limiting, maybe going out to eat. Like for us, we really don't go out to eat more than once, maybe twice in a week. I plan things according to what I know we have going on with our schedule. And I know my husband has a weight loss burrito night at some point. He's keeps changing it. I think it's like what he feels like before it was Thursdays. Now it's Wednesdays apparently because Wednesday, weight loss Wednesday. I have no idea. But doesn't matter because I don't partake in that. He gets his burrito. Marcus gets his quesadilla or whatever. I usually always have leftovers because I just, I don't really like where they go. It's not that I don't want to have that. I just don't really personally enjoy it. So I plan, Hey, I know at least one night this week, the boys are going to get that. And I'm going to have something for me separate. So you have to plan around your lifestyle because everybody is different. And then when you, you know, look and you reflect, really just making sure that it's very transparent, that you're not rationalizing. If you find yourself rationalizing, then you have to ask, what could I have done differently? Ask yourself why a few times. If I chose that cookie, why? Not just because it was Sally's birthday and it was there, what was happening around that situation with the temptation? Were you tired because you didn't get up to get your movement in and you hit the snooze and then you didn't have a good breakfast. And so now you're ravenous and your blood sugar is low because you've been living off coffee all morning. And it was something that you just couldn't say no to because again, you now have this physical feeling, not just the emotional, ah, that looks really good. You know, I want that. So I think it's really important to analyze the situation how you felt during that time and reflect back at that. And if there were things that you could have done differently, that's the lesson that you learn. And that's the thing you try to improve the next time. It's never going to be perfect, but if you're not taking the time to reflect and look for the lesson inside of that, you really don't have any grounds to say, okay, these are the things then this week specifically I can improve. But I also think it's really important as you're doing this reflection to be not only transparent and have those kind of hard pills and conversations with yourself when you look in the mirror, but also try to find things to be grateful for and things to be proud of. No, it wasn't the best week, but hey, for example, I'll give my example last week. Rockin' 75 hard felt really crappy the end of last Tuesday. Probably the worst I've felt in several years, to be honest with you. Wednesday, all I could do was muster up enough energy to get my walk outside and to walk inside on my treadmill. I looked back and said, I am proud that I still got my 90 minutes of movement in, even though it wasn't a workout and I didn't feel my best. I'm proud and I'm grateful that I wasn't totally down for the count and didn't ruin my streak here with 75 heart. Again, this is independent of other people. Becca can say she's really proud of the way that she pivoted this week and this weekend with the kids right? So you want to find things to be proud of and you want to find things to be grateful for because gratitude is, is really, really important as well. Mm -hmm. I would say, and if you struggle to do this on a weekly basis, start doing it every day, do it at the end of your day, reflect on just that day. What did I do? Well, what do I want to improve upon and put intentions for the next day? 
there was a podcast that I was listening to this past week um, with Andy Frisella and Lewis Holmes, I think is his name, House. Um, yeah, and it was so good. And they talked about how the three things that make a day and someone's life better is discipline, purpose, and gratitude. Every day, you have to show yourself discipline for yourself, doing things that you may not want to do. You have to have gratitude for things in your life and see the positive with things. And you have to have purpose in some way, shape, or form, whether that's as a mother, whether it's for your job, whether it's trying to have purpose for a you know nonprofit, volunteer work, whatever. But like you need to have something that fills your cup and feels like you're making a contra- contribution to this world. And those three things always sit with me. And that gratitude piece is one that so many people miss. And it's such an easy one. All you have to do is look at your day and tell yourself what went well and what things were positive. And you can change negatives into po- positive easily. You just have to be willing to do it. So if you're struggling with this on a weekly reflection basis, start with daily. And I think anyone can benefit from that. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to look in the mirror and see where you can start making improvements and then be willing to take action on those improvements. I'm a